So I think I'm onto something. I think I'm onto something like okay. a new thing. And, and again, Ryan may criticize me for saying that this isn't my thing, but I'm going to claim it as mine because <laughs> I haven't heard anyone else claim it as mine so far. Sweatpants, or claim it as theirs so far. Sweatpants under the jeans. Okay, now that it's getting colder, I've been going Ooh. sweatpants under the jeans, and it I got to say, it's like a genius move. It's warm. It's fluffy. It's it's exciting, and uh, you can't even tell. So I feel that, like it's it's just real tight. Like I, it, it feels is, very uncomfortable. It is. Like, like just get some like long underwear. Bro. I don't have the tight. So what you really need though. to do? They make jeans that are like flannel lined That's or like fleece lined. Mm-hmm. That's Ooh. what you need. But I, I'm only a fan of this in like truly extreme cold. Like it's cold out. But I don't think it calls for that just yet, Tyler. Well, it's been in the low twenties last couple of days. Like like four yeah, like you, like like forties, not okay, thirties ish. But yeah, yeah. But how I often like are it. you even going out in that weather? It's it, it's well. <laughs> I was, he needs I was, to eat. Will I was running some errands. I was like going out and about. I I did a few things. I think you just stick to the sweatpants. You just stay nice and cozy no, and soft. You know what I thought about that with sweatpants? That sends a message. That's a that that no, sends see, a message are, to society. Sweatpants are actually like an in thing now. You just have to get joggers specifically. You know, I'm wearing joggers sweat, right now. Sweatpants change an entire, an entire like what you look like. I, I have this flannel, this like red and black flannel jacket that I love. But it's so mm-hmm. funny with jeans or something. The jacket looks great. It looks awesome. But you put sweatpants on, and all of a sudden, it's like I look like I, you I'm, look homeless. I look homeless. I do. It's so <laughs> it's so funny. Dude. The sweatpants can can do a lot there. But uh, I love a good sweatpants. I got my buff sweatpants on right now. Oh, I'm all about being cozy. I got my my joggers on, which are essentially the exact same thing as sweatpants. They're just a little bit tighter at the bottom, so they look a little bit. They have joggers. like a more athletic look to them. <laughs> well, you're, um, they're, they're, and you're a little. I mean, you look at you. You're you're athletic. I'm an athlete, over there. first of all. Yes, yeah. physical um, specimen, bro. We've already. I mean, look, we've done the combine. We already know I'm an athlete. Well, you came uh, in third last year and second this year. That's trending upward. You're the only one of us actually trending upward in the combine. Yeah, but how many people so. can say they came in third at the? They came in third place at the combine. You know what I mean? Now, sure, uh, it was yeah. third out of three, but. <laughs> At 33 I still, years old. I finished I finished th- in third place, so this okay, is what it is. So speaking you know? of athletic, I do have a question because I found myself laughing at something yesterday, and I wondered if it was okay mm. or not. So uh, I was I was uh, I dropped Allie off. She was running in and out of a store real quick. We were actually kind of down maybe in your neighborhood ish. Will it was a little like northwest Denver ish. Uh, yeah, anyway, not, not my neighborhood, but okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so. Uh, I drop her off and I'm outside and I, I'm just kind of hanging out. You know, it was only a couple minutes, but I watched this woman fall down. She was walking her dog <laughs> and I don't know whether it was ice or something. And I had the same reaction Ryan just did. And I started laughing so hard. And I thought, how old was she? She was, I would say, I would say around our age, early, early, early 30s. Oh, okay. Then totally acceptable to laugh. Okay. If she was like a 70 year old, I would have been like, no, no, evil. no, God, no. That's why <laughs> you, you get out and help if that's the case. Then, then yes. you go actually do something. But I was like, uh, you know, I just, <laughs> just got to laugh. You got to laugh in. And uh, I, I mean, did she did she pop up pretty she quickly? Popped, she popped up like a, like a running back that just got his bell run, but he didn't yeah. want to let it show. Yeah. All so good. All good. Laugh at it all you all you want. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. Laugh at it all you want. OK. And then finally, before we go here, I got a couple things. You know, I, I always got to vent. I got to get my stuff out at the beginning of the show. Sure. Um, I have an idea for. Uh next show for our Thanksgiving okay. show. So okay. what, what we could do is do an equivalency. Okay. An equivalency of what coaches or players are 
uh, Thanksgiving dishes? Like, what's their comp? Mm. Right. I so, like that. So, like, who's gonna be the who's gonna be the mashed potatoes? Who's gonna be the stuffing? Who's gonna be right? And we could do either yeah, do like the a, gravy. Like a, yeah, the gravy. Like, like and we could mm. do players or teams or combination or something like that. So just I idea. have a feeling this is going to be very directed at people's weight, and I think Tyler's <laughs> going to make Tyler's going to make Mac Brown the mashed potatoes. Yeah, let's say, that's Mac, just my... Mac Brown's not off limits. No coaches are off limits. Let's say that much. <laughs> after especially after a big loss, after North Carolina lost this last week, whew, maybe coming after yeah, Mac. I, I mean, with perfect segue. What a what a Saturday. Um, a reminder of what culture ball is that no team is safe. Um, NTIS. And- oh, that's great. NTIS Miami. Okay, so if Miami ever loses a big game, no team is safe. NTIS, right? What is NTIS Miami? Is that no, a show? To play on NCIS. Yes, it is. Oh, right? well, NCIS, Miami. First of all, everyone so, already knows Miami that uh, is never safe. They're right. terrible. Well, exactly. Um, so that's my thing. NTIS. That's our NTIS. Yeah. TM. Uh, yeah. I mean. Tailgate. It's true. Like, I mean, you can go across the board basically of the top teams on Saturday. Um, Georgia obviously didn't dominate Kentucky, but it didn't feel like they were ever really in danger, I would say. But ultimately, they only win that game 16 6. Uh, Ohio State struggled for, you know, three out of the four quarters basically against Maryland. Uh, Michigan, Michigan, frankly, should have lost to Illinois. I'm just going to say that as a Michigan fan. TCU, TCU needed. Um, like a, a get the, the the kicking team on the field last second, no time to set up field goal to beat Baylor on the road. I mean, like across the board, South Carolina destroys Tennessee, puts 63 on Tennessee. What a ridiculous outcome. I mean, this was just a perfect Saturday for reminding teams like, hey, um, anyone can lose any Saturday. And especially as we, we get towards the end of the season where a lot of these teams were like, Oh, we already know what these teams are. This this is settled. This is settled. Like if a few games go a few different ways, this the final four of the playoff would be a shit show right now. Like if Michigan had lost, if Ohio State had lost, um, if if TCU had lost, we would have no idea what would be happening with the playoff. But that's what's so fun about this. That's why college football is awesome. That's why every game matters. It's the single best regular season in sports. And this is exactly why, like little things. You know what they, uh, uh, you ever seen that movie, The Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher? A long time ago, yes. That's how college football is, man. One little thing goes different and everything changes. It's very Ashton Kutcher-like. That movie being very dark and sinister, if yeah, I remember correctly. Yeah. But the point, I mean, it kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, one yeah. little thing changes, right? What do they say? Like a butterfly flaps its wings and there's a tsunami in Japan? They do say that. <laughs> uh, I, 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 think you, I think you had the phrasing a little bit uh, off. I think it's like a... Uh, it's like an old proverb, but yes. Just you're, to let you're the exactly audience right. know, it was a long night for me. It was a rare late late <laughs> morning for me. We're still on the recovery, yep. so there you go. Tyler had a few too many sweets, and he's a little hungover <laughs> exactly. because of it. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, look, you know, Michigan Michigan struggled the whole game. Like they 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 had a dominant first drive against Illinois, where it was like, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake, and then they play like shit. Literally the rest of the game, they get a couple of. Uh, you know, uh, obviously Blake Corum gets hurt. Uh, that had a huge effect on the game. Yeah, he fumbled on that play as well, where they were driving, looking, looking like they were going to score. And then, you know, uh, basically past that point, the Michigan offense was terrible. JJ McCarthy was terrible. Um, you know, it, it, ultimately their defense saved them, and Illinois made a couple of big mistakes. Uh, there was a couple of 
you know, questionable calls. If you're talking to an Illinois fan, um, I think it was a poorly officiated game both ways, regardless, but uh, Michigan survives. And, and ultimately now we have Michigan Ohio state going to be an undefeated matchup uh, for, for next Saturday, which is going to be uh, insane. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm happy that both Michigan and Ohio state won. Like they both pulled it out, which is going to make next week's game so much better. I, it, yep. it, it always sucks when the week before a huge game, one of those teams goes down. So I'm glad that right. happened. I'm glad both teams won. But, um, you know, if you look at stats this game, like you said, Illinois was right there. Total yards, uh, 326 for Illinois, 376 for Michigan. So 50 more for Michigan. But, um, you know, Illinois really was able to kind of mitigate that rush attack. And it's not like oh, yeah. they're, they're just like put some, you know, how, how sometimes it's like, well, there's the blueprint. That's how you do it. It's like Illinois, like we talked about kind of before, it's not like you can just replicate what they do, you know? So I don't think that there it is. That's how you stop Michigan. Um, kind of that classic yeah, matchup. So. Yeah, and, and a bet board victory for Tyler, by the way. Uh, we went two and two. Yeah, we had four f- games. Funny how Will leaves that for the very end and then just brushes past it. And then well, for, no, I was just bed, about to go into it. For his it. bed boards, he throws a Thanksgiving Day parade. You know, he's you got always the, say this. Got I the never floats do that. out there. I literally never. He's got I, the floats. I never, par- I never rain on 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 your uh, on your parade. The truth is that I was just about to go into it. Is that we had four mm-hmm. bet board games and it, and it's split two and two, and the the season just stays neck and neck. But yeah, I mean, you couldn't have been more right about Illinois. That was a massive spread, and Michigan. I mean, frankly, like I mean, should have definitely almost lost that game we're talking about like an 18 point spread so i was off by a mile with that one honestly well michigan uh it was i mean they're gonna be ready for next week i just can't wait for the game isn't it called the game the game yeah the game. I, this one made me feel terrible about uh i was feeling really Whatever. confident Ohio before State this game feel the same way i mean i know maryland is yes you know it's it's fine it's 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 not look from the outside looking in because i don't have a you know I don't. I don't love Michigan. I don't love Ohio State. So it's like I'm just watching as a fan. I think both teams looked very below average, and both teams are going to look great next week. That's just my uh, opinion. Like what I think is going to happen. I will. Like, I, I will say w- with this game, um, while you said it's not necessarily the blu- blueprint, but with Michigan without Blake Corum, I mean, Jay, uh, uh, McCarthy isn't going to win you any games. I mean, their pass offense isn't great. Right. Um, if if they can't establish the run first, they're in trouble, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. And they did have they had like a starting offensive lineman out. They had a starting tight end out. Like a lot of the guys that are big in in the run game, uh, as far as blocking goes. And then obviously once once Quorum goes out, and by the way, the the backup running back was out as well. They had a lot mm-hmm. of players out, but whatever. That's just football. But the point is that yeah, I mean, like early in the year, McCarthy looked amazing. He was like in, like super accurate. And as the season has gone on. He has looked worse and worse. I mean, he had some horrible plays in this game. Horrible, horrible. Like that last drive where they had to settle for a field goal. Um, he missed two wide open touchdown passes that would have won them the game. Right. Uh, like really, um, I mean, yeah, Smitty's right. If they can't run the ball, they're in trouble because I don't think they, they can they can rely on McCarthy in the passing game. And we'll see what happens with Blake Corum. At first, it looked really bad. Now, it sounds like it was maybe just a bit of a stinger. He did come back out for one play. But ultimately, like I don't think he's going to be 100%. And so, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make me feel good, but you're right. I mean, a lot of times, like, I don't know. To go back to what Tyler always says, like, don't overreact to one week's performance. Sure. I'm trying to do that right now. But to be <laughs> honest with you, that game uh, didn't make me feel good about next week. So, 
and the line jumped up quite a bit after uh, after that Michigan game. So early in the day, you could be you could get Ohio State as low as as six and a half point favorites, and by last night it had jumped up to nine and a half. So um, and that that's just at one sports book. I don't know if that's the consensus number, but um, you know e- either way. Uh, not feeling super awesome about it. Uh, we saw Ohio State. Uh, ultimately, I, I did want to say Danny DeVito looked great in that game. Danny DeVito, <laughs> yeah. shout out uh, Frank Reynolds. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, he did. I mean, he did. Well, that's the other thing too. Michigan got no pressure on him whatsoever, right. and their best edge rusher was out. Um, they're resting him for the Ohio State game, and that, that had an effect on it too. But even still, um, I mean, yeah, just not, not good overall for Michigan. Um, Ohio State struggled against Maryland, but ultimately they won by thirteen. Uh, again, uh, yeah, we win by about thirteen because they get a strip sack with nine seconds left in the game. <laughs> yeah. So let's not yeah. brush past that. They were down right. four or up four. Maryland yeah. had the ball driving to win. Strip yep. sack. Ohio State scores. So that yep. thirteen is is iffy. And they had a fourteen point lead going into the fourth quarter. Right. And and Maryland, I mean Maryland, just played great that yeah, game. That's a good uh, point ta- because sometimes like Talia. Yeah, my, my my bad. Sorry, tally. God, I hate these. I I I hate Zoom shows. No, no, you're, you're um, good. You're good. Sometimes in those games where you get woken up, it's like by the fourth quarter, it's you know you're playing well. Like Michigan yep. outscored Illinois nine nothing in the fourth quarter. You know they kind of are right. like, oh my God, now or never. Oh, like you're right. Ohio State's up fourteen going into the fourth quarter, and they let them hang around. Let them. And I know you could argue Maryland's got a, a bit of a different offense, but the the conditions were not favorable for Maryland. You know, right. uh, so look, I, I think Ohio State fans are feeling similar to how you are, Will. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's a big deal that it's in Columbus, certainly. And so, yeah, I mean, time. I don't know. It's it's going to be a massive game. Obviously, game day is going to be there. Big noon kickoff is going to be there. Um, it, it'll be the biggest game. Uh, of next weekend, no doubt. Where you know you're gonna have undefeated teams ranked two and three uh, in the nation, just ridiculous. Um, and the number four team, TCU. I mean, they just keep doing it, Tyler. They didn't cover the spread, but uh, they keep pulling games out of their ass. I don't know what deal with the devil they made, but TCU just continues to find a way to win games late, uh, even when they're down. And just an incredible p- performance from Max Dugan. Shout out, uh, shout out your guy, Max Duggan. Um, Max Duggan and. And so, you know, uh, Baylor played really tough and got on them early. Um, but ultimately, TCU just continues to find ways to win games. And now, actually, we have uh, the Big 12 championship is locked in place. It's TCU versus Kansas State. TCU's got one more game. They play Iowa State at home uh, in the regular season game on Saturday. And if they do that, then all they have to do is is <clears throat> beat Kansas State again, and they're in the playoff, which just, again, incredible, incredible run from the Horned Frogs this year. Well, and a few weeks ago, uh, Kansas State, I believe they were up 11 against TCU, and that yeah. was one of their comebacks that they had. Yeah, yeah. and TCU could, could definitely be spoiled if that, I mean, because um, frankly, if TCU gets a loss on their record, I'm not sure they make the playoff. I mean, it'll yeah. depend on, on what else shakes out, and obviously Tennessee losing to South Carolina has a big effect on that because it seemed like, you know, that was the their biggest danger for sneaking into that fourth spot, but TCU gets blown out, or sorry, t- Tennessee gets blown out by South Carolina. Um, 63 points. Spencer Rattler has six touchdowns, 438 yards. He was incredible. I mean, this looked like the Rattler that we saw that first year at Oklahoma where it was like, this guy's going to be the number one pick. And he was one of the worst quarterbacks all year long at South Carolina. And then this game, he just lights them up. He was 30 for 37 for six Ooh. touchdowns. Incredible. Wow. I mean, yeah, he uh, 
looked really good. I think this Tennessee defense, we talked about them being a little vulnerable, but I certainly didn't see this happening. I mean, no. there's a reason South Carolina wasn't one of my best bets last weekend. I don't think a lot of people saw that happening, but, um, yeah. you know, that takes Tennessee out, which I kind of feel it's funny. Like I was never super, super vocal on this show about it, but I kind of feel a little like vindication because every year there's one, maybe vindication is the wrong word. Again, my brain is not really operating on hundred percent today, but it's like <laughs> Tennessee was one of those teams that everyone bought into and everyone thought that they could have been the best team in the country. And look, I, I, I don't want to like make it seem like I was so anti-Tennessee all year because I bet on them. I took them in a lot of situations that I thought were good for them, but that was America's team. That's the team everyone was talking about. Everyone was getting excited about getting excited about. And right. there would there would have been I think the average football fan three weeks ago would have made a very strong argument that Tennessee's the best team in the country, if not one of the top three teams without a doubt. And right now right. I think that the accurate ratings where a lot of people in in Vegas had them ranked, which is fifth to ninth, anywhere in there, um, is accurate. They're not a bad right. team. They're a great team, actually. They're just not an elite team that a lot of people thought they were because they were fun, great offense, and they were easy to, to root for. So right. every year there's one or two of those teams, and it's like every year, you know, I, I, I like when this finally happens because it's like, you know, I kind of, it's almost like, see everyone, it's, they're not that, good you know well so. and to make it to make matters worse obviously the, the loss sucks but Hendon hooker at the end of the game with a non-contact injury on his knee yeah. not good a heisman hopeful guy that wants to go to the nfl like that's that that's that was especially just like the worst part for that if you're a tennessee fan or even just a fan of of culture ball and of players because Hendon hooker was having an incredible year and for him to go down like that not a good sign we don't have any official news on what that injury is but that's that's just a major bummer those non-contact ones yeah yeah so so it's not that sucks but a a good year for south carolina they're seven and four they play clemson next week this one will certainly uh you know i think help their confidence level going into that game i don't know if if i would pick them against clemson just yet obviously we're going to be breaking down those games on on wednesday but um i mean i i wouldn't have picked south carolina to go seven and four with the opportunity to go to go eight and four heading into the last game of the season, that's for sure. So um solid year for the Gamecocks. Yeah, solid year. Do we remember what their uh season win total was? Uh no, I don't. I don't. Although I wanna say it was I mean, I I think that they've gone over, but um yeah. I'm not sure. I mean at this uh, point in the year, that's what's always fun to do is go compare that, see where these teams are, you know, yep. and uh but anyway, I don't have that off the top of my head, so yeah, and with the uh, with the Tennessee loss, now that fourth spot looking a little shaky. Obviously, could go to TCU if TCU gets a loss. Now we're looking at could Southern Cal sneak in because that game against UCLA, first of all, was was a barn burner. There was not a lot of defense played, just a lot of a lot of scoring, but an exciting game from start to finish. And Caleb Williams plays out of his mind. He has almost 500 yards, uh, or he, I think he does have 500 yards of total offense, um, and. You know, the Trojans get the job done. Big win for Lincoln Riley. And now they've locked themselves into the Pac-12 uh, championship game representing the South. And if they get one more win, I'm trying to remember. Let me look here to see what what game they have left on their schedule. They have to play. It's Notre oh, Dame. They play at, yeah, they play Notre Dame at home yeah. on Saturday. The battle um, of the golden shillelagh. The shillelagh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, if they, if they win that and then they were to win the Pac-12 championship, um, against, I'm not sure that the, the North is settled yet. It's going to be between Oregon and Washington, I assume. 
Um, but if they were to do that, they may sneak into the playoff in the as the four seed, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, think they do. I mean, they might. It's going to be ugly if they do because it's the same thing I would say with Tennessee because <laughs> both the that was uh, you talk about a classic Big Ten matchup with Michigan and and Illinois. That was a classic mm. Pac-12 matchup with the USC. Well, and soon, to be, soon to be Big Ten matchup. <laughs> Big Ten West matchup. You know what? That sucks for the Big Ten because that's bringing two horrible historically <laughs> defensive teams into a great defensive uh, conference. But, I mean, that's where they're going to struggle is when USC comes up against a team that can stop them, right? Because that's the issue right. is now they can outscore. They can, they can do whatever. They can play, play really a lot of different kinds of styles. You know, USC can do a ton right now in the Pac-12. They come up against uh, let's just use Georgia because Georgia is obviously the top of the of the college ball world right now. Best example. Yep. If they go up against the Georgia four versus one. Georgia is going to stop what they do on offense. USC, oh, yeah. unless they can stop what Georgia does, which if you can't stop UCLA, you're not going to stop Georgia. Uh, no. Uh, it's going to be a long, long playoff journey or playoff game for USC. So honestly, for their own sake and for the for the Pac-12, they're not ready for that yet. Just because the Pac-12 is so bad doesn't mean that, you know, USC... And, and they, Ryan's right. They probably will get it if it goes that way and if TCU loses, <laughs> but, but... If TCU loses, yeah. yeah. But, but but they're not ready. This defense is not ready. Lincoln Riley needs at least one more year to bolster that defense up. They're going to get embarrassed if they end up making the playoffs for the same reason why I think Tennessee wasn't ready. Yeah, and I mean... I think I wonder what that line would be with with Southern Cal playing Georgia as, as the four one seed. I can let you know right it. now what I had put it at quickly. 17, 18, 19. I think it would be a lot. Let's see here. If you got uh, if you guys can stall quickly, that'd be amazing. Well, uh, I was just gonna say like even if TCU doesn't lose any of its remaining games, I think SC's still in it anyway because <laughs> some you know Ohio State, Michigan, one of those guys are out. Um, so, all right, so I've got uh, I've got Tennessee's out of the picture. Is this between USC and Georgia, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I've got Georgia. Uh, Hill was close. Eighteen and a half points better on a neutral field. I would take Georgia all day with that. I don't think Southern Cal would be able to score a lot of points in that game. Um, and this is just a pure power rating. So there's you know maybe an adjustment or two that needs to be done. But on the surface. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Georgia seems like the play for, for what we talked about. You know, they they're going to stop and frustrate. I mean, let, let's let, let's face it. USC has a couple great things on their team. They've got a great quarterback. They've got great receivers. Like the right. off, the offense is there. We know that. But you know, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, these teams can stop at least mitigate these great offenses. You know, you come up against the UCLA. You come up against the. Uh, 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 even a South Carolina last week for Tennessee, any of these teams, right? And it, it's going to be, you're going to have the pickings on offense. You're going to be, be able to do whatever you want to do. You you get on the next level, you play Michigan, you play Ohio State, you play Georgia, it it, it, it changes quickly. Because Michigan's going to run yeah. the ball. They're going to score. Ohio State's going to score. Georgia's going to score. I'm not so sure that, that USC is going to be able to. Well, and, and yeah, the way to go- they are now and play the kind of football they they do now. Yeah, and look, them making a playoff would be incredible. I said that at the beginning of the year, actually, is that they were my pick to win the Pac-12, and I thought that they could be a team that could go to the playoff and then get blown out. Um, and I think that it's possible now to go to to Smitty's point. I don't know if they do make it because uh, you know we're all at this point we're expecting Georgia to be the one seed, right. we're expecting the winner of the Michigan Ohio State game to be the two seed. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it de- really will depend on is if. 
if a uh, you know if if a ACC team can make it in because if TCU goes undefeated, they're probably the three seed, and then it's it may come down to Southern Cal versus the loser of the Michigan Ohio State game, honestly. Because at that point, you're talking about a one-loss team that only lost to the number two or the number three three-rated team. If that's a close sure. game, yeah. if that's a real battle, nothing would not surprise me in the least to see Michigan or Ohio State get the nod over Southern Cal, even though their one loss on the road to Utah isn't bad either. That's certainly not a bad loss. Right, and and I will say next week against Notre Dame is going to be huge for SC as far as playoff implications sure. go because Notre Dame's playing well. Yeah, uh, very good point. Weeks. They've turned it around. Obviously, the the big win over Clemson and and Clemson's not totally out of the mix either. I don't know if yeah, Clemson would could, get in over yeah, Michigan or Ohio State, but could they get in over Southern Cal? Maybe. Um, the problem is their schedule is just getting worse and worse as the ACC, you know, sucks. But but if we're um, talking about a position to where can any of these teams get in over Southern Cal, we also need to factor in everything else that we're not really talking about because we're we're focusing so much on the X's and O's and and the skills right. of the players. USC is a huge program, massive huge, brand, huge brand, huge following Lincoln yep. Riley, Caleb Williams. True. So I think they do get in if they win these games, despite any of these other narratives or other situations or hypotheticals, because now Will's right. The other one that is questionable is the loser of the Ohio State Michigan game. They're going to still right, be very, right. very alive. If I mean, talk about game. brands, right? You know? Right. Yeah, right. No shit. So, so that's something to consider as well. But all things given, if USC does win those games, I think they've got a good shot to get in. And we still haven't even talked about what would be the real monkey wrench into all this. Um, because at this point, everyone's assuming that we're only getting one SEC team. But what if LSU were to take down Georgia? Oh then at that point, you'd, have, you'd, have, you'd probably have I two would SEC it. teams. That'd Talk about so great. complete you, chaos. Yeah, that would be because then you would get two SEC teams again. I don't think Georgia would be left out. I think they'd be the four seed. I think yeah. they would get in over, um, over whoever that, that fourth team would be. Um, but that would be the ultimate monkey wrench. And I don't know that... I see that happening, but I, I've said that about LSU a lot this year, and they continue to prove me wrong. So that's that's still an option that's out there, which is pretty incredible. Monkey um, wrench. The monkey wrench, yes. Uh, Clemson destroys Miami. Uh, Oregon gets the close win against Utah, um, and, and they get the job done. So I don't know if Oregon now with that win, because Oregon lost to Washington. What's Washington's record? Uh, nine and two. So Washington actually, if they win, they're going to win the pack. If they win out, they're going to win the Pac-12 North, huh? Uh, because they have the head-to-head against Oregon. I do believe. So let's see some standings here. It looks like uh, in conference, uh, USC, Oregon seven and one. No, Washington six and two in conference. So Oregon's still ahead of them. Oh, Oregon only has one Pac-12 loss. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So okay, and their last game of the year will be the Apple Cup. I or not the Apple Cup. The uh, they play Oregon State for the last game, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. What's that called? Yeah. Uh, the Apple Cup is the Washington teams, which I had I had a really good uh uh Granny Smith the other day and I got a new kind of apple. It's called <laughs> it's called a sweet tango. You guys got these at the grocery store? Sweet tango. It's actually a pretty good I don't know if it's like a new kind of apple or like a winter kind of apple, because I hadn't seen it before. Mm. It was in there a are a section. lot of different kinds of apples. There's a lot of so the sweet tango is I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I think there's one, I can't remember if it's called a pink lady, but there's a really good one. It's like a pink, I think, I think it's called a pink lady that I'm yeah, a big I fan of right. as well. Okay. Um, a lot of delicious. Yeah. I don't know what the, uh, what is the Oregon, Oregon state matchup called? Can you Google that Tyler? I can, I can Google it. Yes. Oh, by the way, before I Google it, I did Google this. The, the saying monkey wrench uh, originated in the <laughs> 1900s, 
where it was an, an illiteral industrial sabotage where they would throw a wrench or a tool yeah, inside a piece a of into machinery. The and it yeah. would, you would throw a monkey wrench in it and it would just fuck the whole machine up. So uh, yeah. I know we, we always like to do that on tailgate, right? We always like to be... We educational do. and we, uh, we. <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I i did know what that one meant because that's that's the exact like the saying is throwing a wrench into the work same idea right you throw a big wrench into like all the gears and shit and it shuts down the factory the real that's question is why is it called a monkey wrench um that's a, yeah actually yeah, that's a good question know, mm, why is a monkey see? wrench called a monkey wrench I like maybe that. it's just so simple that even we bring up the hot topics <laughs> on the show i tell you what <laughs> that's uh, what we do the game is called the civil war ah okay yeah. there's a few civil wars out there but either way that won't be an easy one that's at oregon state yeah. Dude, oregon, oregon state's oregon, good not they're, out they're, of the woods yet yeah um and that should be a good matchup i'm, I'm like so excited for next week's matchup um georgia tech takes down north carolina um it you know, in uh, uh, oh gosh, uh, what's what? Where Chapel where's Hill? Our, Chapel Hill. Thank you. I don't know why I blanked on that. And what a horrible loss for North. Now I know that the Tar Heels are locked into the AC Championship game, but they were nine and one. They had all the momentum, and their amazing offense only musters seventeen points against a terrible Georgia Tech team. Um, incredible upset for the Yellow Jackets and the AC. That actually may be what dooms Clemson's chance of sneaking into the playoff because now. They're, if they win the ACC championship game, it won't be against yeah, you know an deal. eleven and one North Carolina team. Yeah, not a big deal at all. Mac Brown couldn't uh, could. Oh, how about this? Instead of couldn't muster it, he couldn't mustard it. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get how he's been. He's been that same size for like years. Yeah, well, I'm running out of content. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I feel like after last year, he's put on a couple of He LPs. has. Will's wrong. Or he started wearing tighter shirts. It's one of the two. Well, he was always wearing suits and like sitting behind a desk on ESPN. So maybe that's, it was an optical yeah, illusion. I think so. There you go. I think maybe that's the case. But either way, I'm coming after him. Uh, Will, I also <laughs> have a question for you. I yeah. know for a long time, you were, you were, you had a qualm with Georgia Tech for firing, uh, Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson getting rid of the, yes. the triple option. You you had a, you you had an issue with him, right? Now are they yes. back in your minds? Are they how no. have they turned the? Oh, okay. No, bring back the triple option. I will never it, like if they can. I guess if they hire someone and they're good, it'll be fun because they were always a team I liked to root for. But frankly, I liked to root, root for them because they were always a triple option underdog team, and like it was all it was so much fun every year. They would do that to some ACC, some top ranked ACC team, and they would run for like four hundred yards on them. And so, yeah, bring back the triple option. Um, it was so much more fun then. And okay. so, yeah, I, I, I still have I, I major, major beef with gone. George yeah. Tech. Apparently, I just ripped a scab off. So I'm sorry about that. I, I thought it was <laughs> may have moved on. It's still real to me, <laughs> damn it. Um, <laughs> um, Ole Miss uh, gets destroyed by Arkansas on the road. Uh, KJ Jefferson, of course, uh, plays. And Arkansas was just able to do whatever they wanted, especially in the first half where they score you know, 35 points and they were just running it down Ole Miss's throat. Um, you know, tough loss for, for Ole Miss and Arkansas is now bowl eligible. They get to six and five. And so that was a big win for the hogs for sure. Yeah. It looked like, uh, I think the Ole Miss soccer team was out there instead of the football team. So I'm going to start <laughs> calling them Ole Miss. When, uh, uh, I like when that. They, when they play like that, that was horrible. What a bad handicap on my part. Yeah, You were right well, with that, that, that Arkansas was going to be able to dictate the line, run the football, and uh, Lane Kiffin, man, wake up, dude. 
So there's a lot of people out there that say his mind is elsewhere because I think a lot of people, uh, I don't know that I agree with this because it's easy to just say that when a team gets their ass kicked, like, oh, it's because coach has his mind elsewhere. But the rumors are swirling that they think that he's going to take the Auburn job Mm. and that maybe that had something to do with it, that his mind wasn't fully there. I just don't, I mean, I, I do think that Auburn ultimately is probably a better program a better job to have than than Ole Miss but not by much and so I, for him to yeah but what about bounce, that sweet, bounce around sweet three money. SEC teams would be pretty pretty like you know he's gonna make a lot of enemies if he does that he may get paid though oh he would definitely get paid but I just don't know I mean I, I could be wrong I think it'd be exciting for him to go to Auburn for sure but um if he burns you know two SEC teams leaving for better jobs He's he's gonna have so many people that hate him in the SEC. It's gonna be brutal. I know. He already but... has so many people that hate him. What I know, but care? he's adding even more. He like, doesn't care. <laughs> but he's he, he, you know, he, he's so you, you know what makes that what what makes that uh, easy to stomach is like ten to twelve million dollars a year. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like the Tennessee fans throwing mustard and golf balls at him now. Every time he plays Tennessee or Ole Miss, if he leaves, it's gonna be the same thing. He's gonna have two really tough. Uh, road environments, but it would be exciting if he if he went to Auburn. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that'd be great. I want it to happen. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, Notre be Dame cool. destroys <laughs> that, that. That would be cool. Notre Dame destroys Boston College, Florida State. Uh, Florida State might be the best team in Florida right now because Florida. Speaking of which, the Gators they lose at home to Vanderbilt. We made that a bet board game, didn't we? Uh, no, we did not. Thank <laughs> God we didn't. Um, yeah, I mean Florida State right now is eight and three, and they're probably and by the way UCF lost to fucking Navy. So Florida State is is the best team in Florida. The whole state of Florida not great football wise right now. I would say. I was so angry with myself. I was just staring at that game on Saturday morning. It was fifteen and a half. UCF was minus fifteen and a half. Yep. And I was like, you know. Oh wait, UCF against Navy? Yeah. Oh and, no way. And uh, I watched the first drive. And usually you can tell, like, if a team's ready for the option on, on the first drive. And then they yep. just got blown away. And so I was like, do I go Navy here live? And the line had moved from 15.5 to 4.5. And, and so mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, seems a little short for for one drive. And then by the time the game got going, it evened out. I didn't I didn't have a chance to bet on it. So, but uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and Navy, I know they've done this before, but out of 64 offensive plays, they ran the ball 63 times. Oh, yeah. That's what they do. But like it's the like biggest thing. Particularly like like because sometimes you'll get like like three to five passes a game from these right. teams. Navy threw the ball nine times going into that game once that game. So 10 times <laughs> through 11 games for Navy. But like the biggest thing wasn't even I mean, look, they scored 17 points on on UCF. That shouldn't really be enough to win. The biggest thing was Navy's defense kept UCF from scoring. UCF got 14 points, which is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. no, that's that's an indictment for sure. Yeah, just not not a good showing for uh, for the Knights. Um, Bedlam, the Bedlam game was uh, out of control early. Oklahoma was up 28 nothing at the start of the first quarter. Now, they didn't score the rest of the way, and at some point it seemed like maybe they were going to let Oklahoma State in, but their defense did a good enough job to keep that from happening. Just a poor showing uh, from Oklahoma State, who uh, they lost four in a row, or, or is it three in a row? Because at one point, I think they were six and one or seven. And, okay, they've lost – never mind, but they have lost four of their last six games. Wow. They were they were five and zero, oh, and they've now lost four out of the last six. And uh, the you know the the train is off the rails, unfortunately, in Stillwater. 
Yeah, not going well at all. Uh, they're, you I mean, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, you hope that they just rebound and, and, and finish somewhat strong, but this does not look like a classic Oklahoma State team, at least from what we've seen the last couple of years. And you wonder, you know, were the last couple of years an anomaly? Are they going to go back to maybe being an eight-win team perennially? I'm not so sure, but uh, not right. a good look for Oklahoma State. And, uh, you know, you wonder what that does to the transfer market and things like that, so... The old transfer market. Um, <laughs> Louisville takes care of business at home. They get that seventh win. Tyler gets the bedboard victory in the head-to-head, but I may be able to cancel it out a week from now if Louisville can get a win against Kentucky. But they get that, cancel it they out get that seven that win, man. which at the, at the very least is a push. Um, I'm not going to lose that bedboard, the, the season total bedboard, but I may be able to earn it back next week. We'll see. Kentucky. They got Kentucky on the road. And uh, and last but not least, although it, it honestly maybe maybe last and least, A and M gets the win against UMass. But I don't know if you guys saw this at, at the start of the second half. The the pictures from inside the stadium were worse than I could possibly believe. I mean, there I were like I, twelve people there. It was insane. I, and I wouldn't if if it had been like what you know a typical you know UCLA Week Four game is, where it's like twenty thousand. I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. They're really bad, but. The, Smitty's right. It looked like there was less than a hundred people in a hundred thousand seat stadium to start the second half. Which do you, do you think uh, that the ticket checkers were checking tickets for people going down to the first section? Well, you, you know what, Tyler. What's funny is if you look at that picture, there's people like at the top rows of the stadium. <laughs> yeah, that that was the first thing I thought to myself. I was like. Move down. Yeah. If you're those guys. Stay, those guys are the real down. fans. They they sit in their lucky seat. And they do what works for them, and they're like, "Hey, I paid for this seat. I'm going to enjoy it." But like the the truth is that I believe they announced an attendance of ninety thousand. So I don't know if early in the game if there was that many. Um, wow. It seems hard to believe, but like the, Google, if 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 you're listening and you haven't seen it, Google a picture of what it was like to start the second half um, in College Station because it was literally an empty stadium. Which is like things are so bad there. That even though I like, I've always been of the belief that like Jimbo can get the job done, like he can turn around. I'm I'm starting to get to that point where it's like, hey, it actually might be worth it to pay the guy eighty million dollars and fire him yeah. and get someone new in there at this point. That's so crazy that we're saying that. It is so wild that we're saying that. So, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree. It's just like how quickly things change, you know? Yeah, well, it, first team ever in college ball history to have a number one recruiting class. And follow it up with a losing season the next year. That's never happened. Wow. Incredible. Just incredible. But Bowser um, Bowser. I didn't have any other game notes. Was there anything else you guys needed to talk about? As far as uh Foot- as Saturday's games. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, sp- sp- uh, if, if this is gonna turn into a therapy session, uh, how much time you got? Uh, well, uh, yeah, well no, stuff. what I what I was gonna bring up is that um the, the World Cup starts today. In fact, I'm watching the first the opening uh, match right now I've got on the TV, but um, USA plays their first game tomorrow at, at uh, 2 o'clock Eastern. Um, if you're, uh, I, I'm sure a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are not soccer fans, but if you're going to get up for it, uh, you know, get up for for the national team as they as they play, um, you know, and, and Friday after Thanksgiving, by the way, we're playing England. So, uh, if you're a fan of the Revolutionary War, you should watch that one <laughs> and root against all those filthy red coat tea drinking bastards because that's going to be an awesome one. And I like I love the World Cup; it's one of my favorite sporting events, and I love national soccer. and uh, And so, you know, just encourage everyone to turn on their TV, 
you know, this week and and, and root for uh, for the national team for sure. There you go. Will. So, so so real quick, did you see this morning? I think the first game um, included Ecuador. Yeah, well, yeah, and, Ecuador and Qatar. And Qatar and uh, the team captain for Ecuador um, actually faked an injury because he was about to get arrested what? for for um, being uh, behind on child support payments. So he faked an injury, hopped on the golf cart, and they drove him off the field while a bunch of police officers were chasing after the golf cart. Wait, they were going to arrest him in Qatar for that? Yeah, I what? guess that's that's what I saw. I, I, I can can Ooh. Qatar arrest people for not paying child support in Ecuador? <laughs> I don't know. This is I have to look hard this hitting up. questions. He faked an injury and got. I mean, whatever. Good for him. If if he's a team captain, he's probably out there on the pitch right now. Maybe there's cops waiting for him off the field. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, I I hadn't seen the story. I woke up and I turned on the the coverage, um, which has been ridiculous. And by the way. Uh, like everything with the Qatar thing is like it's a disaster and this World Cup never should have been played there in the first place <laughs> and their team is terrible and they're losing 2 nothing to Ecuador right now but um, I'm just excited because I love the World Cup in general and I really hope the U.S. can can make a run but I was not familiar with that story so now I gotta I'm, that's something I'm gonna have to look up when we get off this podcast that's hilarious yeah I mean one, uh, I know thing, Ty- one thing I'm upset Tyler's a big with, footy guy one thing I'm upset with is that the United States is in the same uh, group as a bunch of animals. There's a team literally made up of a bunch of whales, apparently. <laughs> so we I thought to, you were going to like go a whole other route right now, like political with Iran. I thought that's, <laughs> that's, that's where you were going. Oh, my God, but, no. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're playing whales. That's right. And actually, whales has... Uh, wouldn't you rather has... play dolphins? Like, isn't that my thing? Like, wouldn't you rather play like a salmon? Mm, well, a salmon, sure, because they're stupid. Yeah. Whales and, and dolphins are pretty smart, I think. So yeah, they are. Uh, that makes them dangerous. But Wales has a really good. They have w- at least one really good player, Gareth Bale. Um, Gareth and then Bale. Gareth Bale. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited for that. I love World Cup soccer, and uh, if you consider yourself a patriot, you gotta you gotta root for the Americans. That's just the way it goes. Yes, and we're not talking about New England Patriots. We're talking about America. We're talking about real, <laughs> real freedom-loving huh. patriots. That's what I say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I got nothing else. So, uh, you know, uh, listen, obviously, on Wednesday, we got huge games to break down. We're doing our Thanksgiving podcast. Uh, it's going to be amazing. So, everyone, enjoy enjoy your weekend, uh, and, and we'll see you Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod and on Instagram at College Football Tailgate. We'll see you Wednesday. Oh.